This is the EM Student Podcast, aimed for students on their EM rotation on their drive in the shift. We'll cover high-yield topics and tips in 10-minute segments to get you a head start to succeeding in the ED. My name is Brad Schwartz. I'm a practicing ED physician over at Prince George Hospital Center over in Maryland. I'm also adjunct assistant professor over at University of Maryland, and I have the pleasure of being the EM clerkship director for the Ross University Medical Students that rotate through our ED. And I'm Peter Begain, a fourth-year medical student at Ross University School of Medicine. Currently teach tactical medicine for U.S. government forces and previously served as a U.S. Army Special Forces medical sergeant. For today's topic, we'll be discussing the oral presentation. So, Brad, why the oral presentation? Well, this is the majority of how you show off your work in the ED. You can do all the hard work in the world, have a fantastic interaction with the patient, staff, and even potentially ace some procedures. And depending on how your rotation is structured, the majority of these interactions will be missed by the person grading you. This isn't to say that staff and patient interaction isn't important, but it is to say don't inter- underestimate how important an oral presentation is in the ED. Practice it with your friends and colleagues if you can prior to starting your ED rotation. If you can master this, you will get a good grade in your EM rotation, guaranteed. Can you explain the structure of the EM rotation and how this differs from other services? Yes, it is much more concise and to the point than what you'll get on other services. The oral presentation should aim to be no longer than three minutes. We EM docs pride ourselves on focusing on the key and critical problems and putting aside some of the non-critical components. The basic structure is similar to presentations in other services with some key changes. And to add to the level of difficulty, some ED docs like it different. So don't forget before you start with ED physician, the first time you work with them, ask how they like their presentations. That's a good way to get some feedback. So let's talk about some of the components about how you're going to do your presentation. You're going to start with your history. You're going to go over to your past medical history. I, after that, prefer to have the review systems. Some docs may like that differently. Before you jump from your past medical history, I should include make sure that you give a list of medications. After that, you'll give your physical exam. And then lastly, and the most important part, is you are going to give a summary statement, a differential, and your plan. And your plan is really where you're showcasing all your hard work and your thinking over in there. So let's talk about each of those elements a little bit more. History. This is a structured, edited version of what the patient told you. Keep in mind what you think is wrong with the patient. Then structure the importance of your presentation in this fashion. For example, the patient comes in with a sore throat, runny nose, and nagging cough. This sounds like a cold, doesn't it? Good. Your first paragraph should be why this URI has all the typical aspects of a cold. Their family was sick with a cold, they got a lingering dry cough, and it started with a sore throat and runny nose. And then if you thought, well, hey, maybe this patient could actually have developed into pneumonia, great. Your second paragraph could potentially talk about the pneumonia risk factors or anything else you thought was important. So if you thought this was a cold and you're like, hey, we should rule out pneumonia, then your second paragraph will be pneumonia. Typically in the first sentence of the history, I want this to be the core elements. And this includes any relevant past medical history. So relevant is key, and sometimes people have struggle with that. If the patient has HIV, I want to know. If they're immunosuppressed, this is a big deal. If they have high cholesterol, this really doesn't play a lot of importance for a cold, right? But HIV and immunosuppression would make them more concerning for pneumonia, and that's why you want the first sentence. In general as well, if they're on a blood thinner, this goes in the first sentence, and explain why. They're AFib, they had a history of PE or DVT. So these are some of the core concepts that get a little easier the more that you practice it. 
So the next component, number two, is going to be the past medical history. Include their medical history, their surgical history, and their social history. Uh, I'd say in order of importance, drugs, alcohol, and don't forget if they're a drinker, are they a daily drinker? Do they have any history withdrawals or shakes? Those are super important. And when was their last drink if they are a daily drinker? And then um, do they smoke? Third component, review systems. Anything you left off that you want to chip in or anything the patient added that you needed to put in there, but you really thought that was less important. This is how you're filing your, your patient interaction. You're taking anything that maybe that they start, talk, took and putting it over in a later category. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring it. It just means that you're filing it over an order of importance to the person listening to your presentation. Next, physical exam. Super important. Don't forget, how does the patient look? Constitutional. Are they toxic? Are they non-toxic? Did they reek of vomit? Things that you would want to know before you step in the room. And that should go in your first sentence. The second sentence should be addressing vital signs. Different docs will be different ways. I personally like to hear just about any abnormal vital signs. Some attendings will want all the vital signs regardless. Some attendings will say within normal limits means we did not look. Um, so have them written down just in case until you get a feel for what your listener likes to hear. So then you're going to give a focused physical exam. If this was for a cold, unless you think that there was some aspect of a neurological deficit to go with it, neuro is not particularly important for me. The same if you talk to me about their feet. If there was nothing to do with that over with their cold, then probably the focus is going to be H-E-E-N-T, as well as their heart and lungs. So number five, we're going to go to their summary statement, and this is also going to incorporate our differential and plan. Summary statement. This is a summary sentence, not a paragraph of the patient. In other words, 24-year-old male, past medical history, HIV, with last CD4 less than 200, who comes in with cough, nasal congestion, and sore throat. Something that a listener can easily tackle. Then you're going to go to your differential diagnosis. So think of this from two aspects. We're in the ED, so we want to consider life-threatening diagnoses. The goal isn't always to be right. It's not to be wrong and miss something that could kill someone. Second, we do also want to be right. So consider organizing this in order of likelihood. So in the scenario that we're talking about with this young 24-year-old guy, it's going to be, well, I think they have a cold, and I think that they could have pneumonia, so I want to check out for that, and I don't think they have a PE. So how do we organize this over in a differential diagnosis kind of thought? Well, I think this is URI based on their symptoms and exam, and that's a high likelihood. I don't think this is pneumonia based on the exam, and they are afebrile. I think this is lower likelihood that I'd like to get a chest x-ray. It could be PCP pneumonia since his CD4 is less than 200, further why I like a chest x-ray. I've considered PE, but given the fact that he's negative on the PE rule-out criteria scale, I really don't want to evaluate any further. I also think he could have strep, and he's low likelihood for that, so let's get a rapid strep test. So you see how you can kind of tail the differential in with the plan. Some people like to just give a differential, and that's fine, and say, I think this could be URI, pneumonia, PCP pneumonia, or PE. And then the plan is going to address all the high and medium risk and potentially low risk things in your differential. So if you said, I think they have an aortic dissection, and then you don't do anything to address how to work up an aortic dissection, then you're really not completing your differential with your plan. So start with labs in terms of your plan, then go through imaging, then talk about medications that you want to order, including but not limited to fluids, pain medications, and any additional medications that you think are important. Anyone who has pain gets some kind of analgesia. This can be limited to acetaminophen or ibuprofen, but they should have some kind of analgesia. 
And then lastly, I want you to put over in there your expected disposition. This is hard. Obviously, no one's going to be perfect at this. The whole thing is hard. But the point is to take a try and to try to be confident about it. I think most of us feel that, you know, if you order a thousand milligrams of cyanide, we're not going to do that. And that's probably not going to be the plan for the patient. But if you have a good reason for it, then fantastic. As long as you can organize your thinking cohesively and structure in a way that makes sense, you'll get credit for that cyanide. Once again, we will not order. Uh, do you think the patient is going home, staying in the hospital in terms of their disposition, or do you think they need to go to the ICU? So I think this patient needs to go for observation, and they're going to be admitted over to MedSurge Telly. Take a stab at it. Do not be afraid to be wrong. It's easier and better to be confident and organized than disorganized and afraid to make a decision. And yet you will reflect better over in your oral presentations and your grading when you do this. Thanks for tuning in to the EM Student Podcast. Please email us at emstudentpodcast at gmail.com with any comments on the material or idea for future podcasts. Remember, the ED is a serious place, but it's also about doing what you enjoy. Good luck and go have some fun.